I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. The box, you opened it, we came. I don't. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's Hellraiser. <laughs> There's some dudes with pins in their heads and and uh, all kinds of aptly titled shenanigans. Yeah, Pinhead. who yes. who to thunk it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he really had a name for this first one. It was. Just I don't kind think of... he did. I think that came later on, right? It was like yeah. part two. Like he kind of got some backstory, and then I think part three is when he got a name. Maybe I don't know. That sounds it's been right. a while. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a strong attachment to this franchise. I like, I like a number of them, but I'm not like this is not one of those franchises I'm gonna like, you know, jump up and down no. when a new entry comes out. It's no Halloween or it, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street or <laughs> even Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, it's just sort of right. It's right. it has maybe two really good films in the franchise, and then mm-hmm. a few that are mm-hmm. watchable. Yeah, and that's about yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, the first two are really solid. Yeah. Oh, they're fantastic. You know, when we were recording this, Halloween season is over, which is crazy to think about. It's it and this bumps is, me out. Yeah. And this is dropping on election day, which is an even scarier Look, holiday. <laughs> I'm I'm really sorry for any kind of loss we might have. If we do, yeah. I'm staying positive and pretending that things will be great. We figured, you know, we're not going to pick something really obscure for this this day no. because who has time to watch something new? You're exactly. too stressed about life and everything else. So we figure a lot of people have already seen Hellraiser. Hopefully it's a classic, it's you know. It's so good. Um, it's so great. Yeah. I adore yeah. It. it. But yeah, otherwise, you know, it's it's November. It's uh, the first week of our Family Frights Month. Family um, Frights on November nights. Yeah. Or <laughs> days or whenever you decide to watch wherever we are yeah. listen to this i don't know what's happening i don't yeah know. yeah what you say <laughs> no my brain doesn't work it's not because you have to understand i'm still really on edge because the election hasn't happened yet so no not in our, yeah, our world anyway it's not, yeah. it's, it hasn't happened so i've gotta yeah. stay on my toes a bit yeah it's been it's been weird weird time i haven't even been super horror geared which is weird because it's still halloween when we're talking right now it like is. it's halloween week yeah we and, have one uh, week i should left. be super yeah i should be super geared up for watching horror films every night and yet i'm like watching shit like the ice storm last <laughs> night <laughs> and that's just where i'm at which is like a, a um, pretty heavy little movie there <laughs> it is it is that's kind of what i've been in the mood for some like really weirdly heavy dysfunctional family films well I, don't know. I mean that's a good segue into this month where we're just going to be talking about a bunch of fucked up families and oh we are i'm so yeah, excited we got some good ones actually it's our, our lineup is really good this month like, like i we don't want to brag really but we, they're pretty good <laughs> it's pretty damn good it's pretty great <laughs> like nothing like extremely obscure no. but like really solid like really fun things stuff I think people yeah. are gonna have fun with i'm yeah. so excited yeah. like i am actually I thrilled am about every choice that we have made yes. this month i think every i'm film so excited <laughs> wild films yeah they're gonna be good <laughs> And you're a November baby, aren't you? I am. November 10th. Yeah. I, yeah. I, that's, what is that? Two weeks from now, I'll be 31. But should wow. I be? Because this year didn't really count. So I might just be 30 again. 
I might just I might be like this. Didn't, <laughs> I feel that that never that's, happened. That's, that's a good excuse, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like screw it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. I mean, I didn't have like a pandemic when I turned thirty, but it was still very much the same way. I was like, I'm. I don't really care about being in my twenties. Let's get this over with exactly. and start thirties. And then the moment I got to thirty, I was like, oh, um, this is not as fun as it's I was expecting. It's great. <laughs> like I feel like I I know yeah. a little bit more than I did in my twenties, but you know that's yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, l- I like to have a yeah. little bit of wisdom. Um, I do find myself questioning a lot of just nostalgic things nowadays. Oh, God, like, yeah. Just watch it. Like, do I – is this a good thing or do I, am I just nostalgic about it? Exactly. Is it okay that I'm nostalgic about it and yeah, still I, don't like uh, it? I don't know. I rewatched Poltergeist 2 this week and uh, mm-hmm. I was always mm-hmm. under the impression it was it, it was a flawed film, but it had some really great mm-hmm. parts. And I, I believe that's yeah. still true, but – as I watched it, I was like, this movie is kind of boring. Like, it's a little dull. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I I like certain parts, but it, it really, I think I only watched this because I liked it as a kid. And I right. need to, I need to re- rethink that a bit. Yeah. Nostalgia is just, it give, puts on these like rose color, rose colored glasses. And it's, 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 it's a hard thing to mitigate sometimes and be like, okay, even with this. Okay. I watched the witches and oh, I'm just yeah. going to say it. Like I had some fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just see people shitting all over it. And I'm like, my God, this movie was not made for you. It was made for children. Yeah. And <laughs> the children are going to like it, I think. And they're just comparing it to the original, which, okay. I like the original. I think it's really solid. First of all, it's one adaptation right. of a book, so anyone else has fair game to make more adaptations. Exactly. That's just the reality. That's how it goes. And also, like, while I do enjoy the original, I don't think necessarily it is a masterpiece. I don't want people to come after me for that. I do think there are certain aspects that are really fantastic about it. I think if you strip away Angelica Houston and the practical effects, I don't know. I still really like it, but it's not one that I'm like, oh, nobody can do something different because that one is so good. Right. You know? That's me. I mean, um, I, I've, I've heard a lot of mixed things and so pretty much everyone that i trust is like it's not amazing but there's a lot of stuff to like and it's not as good as the first one but it's not terrible so Mm -hmm. give it a shot if you want to i've seen some that are like anne hathaway is such an ugly dumb bitch i'm like what is it with the hathaway hate i don't get it they hate her so much i'm like she's delightful i like her they don't give her like at least from my standpoint, they don't give her as much to do in the film. Right. But I think that's kind of a good thing because she was never going to be like Angelica Houston. No. Like, oh, she oh, doesn't sure. have that same commanding Mm-mm. performance. Whereas Angelica feels like sort of the focal point of the original film, at least to me, to a large degree. In this one, like, she's kind of just another character within the plot. And I think, again, that was smart because it does put more focus on the protagonist in this one. Mm-hmm. Like, I find I love Octavia Spencer in this. She gets more to do than... um. I can't remember the actress oh, in the original. Uh, May um, Zetterlin, I think. That's yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, she gets more to do, and the the little boy. I think his name is uh, the actor Jazir in this one. I want to say, uh, but he is so much more charming than that little boy in the original who oh. just grandma, grandma, grandma. She can't uh, hear you. But yeah. Anyway, that's all to say. You know, give it a chance, I'm, folks. I'm it's, gonna it's, give it a shot because I like yeah. all the people involved, and I mean, it is just yeah. if it doesn't work for me, it doesn't work for me, and my life is yeah, not going to, to end. Yeah. And so, right. I'll I will move on. That's, yeah. <laughs> 
people who just like throw i know like people can, some people just can't do that though they have to like throw a huge fit and be like how dare they touch this part of my childhood yeah. again it's all the nostalgia shit i'm like, it's, like it's not like the creators of this walked into your house on christmas and peed on all of your gifts and like no. raped the family pet i mean it's like what what is wrong and then with you <laughs> like and then poured bleach on it yeah, yeah. i'm like it, this is, it, they didn't do anything that severe like calm down please no well, okay, uh, let's get into our uh, topic of the week, oh. which I have a feeling might be relevant to this month, but we'll see. Really? Okay. I I mean, I'm just a, a psychic like that. Sometimes I just put on my third eye. I think you have the gift. I think you do. I think, I think you might have the gift. <laughs> you have the gift starring Kate Blanchett. Yeah. You think? <laughs> well, you know, my, my mother was a witch and... Uh, <laughs> Just call me Sarah and yeah. <laughs> or Louise. I don't know. You might be more of a Louise. Or Louise. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Break like Kiki. Dog. <laughs> God damn. Can we talk about Teen Witch again? Oh, um, but anyway. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I'm going right. to spin this wheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the wheel of misfortune. Here we go. All right. Oh, Hold your breath. Mm. Mm. Okay. This is a little outside of our use. So the wheel, the almighty wheel, would like us to talk about our favorite non-horror uh, dysfunctional family films. Oh. Ooh. Oh, I do love a good dysfunctional family, horror or otherwise. I love, yes, any dysfunctional family, oh. man. Any and all. And there's a lot. There are so there's many. I, um, I think I'd have to go with both involved Shirley MacLaine. She has the mm-hmm. market cornered on like over I see where this overbearing is going. mothers. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. gonna say take in a double feature of terms of endearment and postcards from the edge. Perfect. I mean, she basically plays the same character in both, except like postcards yes. is a little bit more grand, of course, because you know she's essentially yeah. playing Debbie Reynolds. And it's... it twirled <laughs> up! Twirled <laughs> up! <laughs> You so weren't good. wearing any so underwear. Good. Well. Yeah. Well. Well. Where's her Oscar for Besides that movie? Besides the point. Where is it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So great. Oh, so good. I just love so that Carrie Fisher wrote this script about her and her yeah. mom. And it's so light, yeah. realistic and so sweet and loving at the same time. Like, she clearly is, is, is like, yes, I am flawed. My mother is flawed flawed but you know what we love one another and nothing's gonna stop that i just think it's a really sweet movie it's it's just this great mom daughter relationship that's it's it's very truthful but it's it's there's so much love there and 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 i just think she must have really loved her mom so much Every time right, I watch that. it was a complicated that. relationship, but yeah. it was still a close relationship. It's and beautiful. That's, yeah. I love that. Meryl is fantastic. Meryl's great. And yeah, that's a good oh, one. That's so a good, good one. And of course, Terms of Endearment. Terms of I cry every time. I'm a softie. A weepy. It's a weepy. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it jerks mm-hmm. them tears like it's on a Sean mm-hmm. Cody website. I don't know. I thought you were going there, but I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll follow you down this path. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's jerking something it's jerkin', all right jerkin'. if jerk if jerking ain't working then... it, oh, yeah. <laughs> 
that never been kissed? Yeah. I feel like it is. Merkin ain't working. He's jerking. Working. Yeah. What? He's jerking. I don't know what yeah. that even oh, means. God. Um, oh, yeah, that movie though, it's so great. Shirley MacLaine, Deborah Winger, um, and Jack Nicholson, Jeff Jack Nicholson, Daniels, yeah. John Lithgow mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. a great part. Mm-hmm. It's just a fantastic cast. A beautiful film. Yeah. Uh, won like 50,000 Oscars and so now everybody's yeah. like it didn't deserve the Oscars because that's what we do yeah. when everything wins an Oscar we have to say it didn't deserve it so that's always super fun when it's like so yeah the moral is win the Oscar but don't win the Oscar because you're screwed either way because, yeah <laughs> uh get nominated and tell people make fun of you for getting nominated exactly. so many times that you know uh, it's like Susan Lucci yeah for the Emmys yeah <laughs> And it covers like thirty years or something, yeah, right? It's like at it's least a big a, time span. Yeah, there. yeah, because it starts when she's a kid, and then it just grows. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah that's right. It's, it is an epic, mm-hmm. a, an epic mother-daughter fantasy. It is um, from birth to death and everything in between. I know you, you're a big fan of this one as well. Um, ordinary people. Oh, I love ordinary people. Yeah. It's a beautiful movie. Beautiful. It is Mary Taylor Moore. Uh, man, oh, that performance just stunning. Somehow it, she oh. didn't get the Oscar. Don't know how but she didn't I don't I don't know either. Yeah, it, the whole movie is it's it's poignant, it's affecting. There's some great stuff about just dealing with like trauma mm. and um cuz she's kind of in this daze the whole movie and doesn't want to come to terms with, you know, the fact that her son has died. And yeah, it's it's uh, man. And, and and still by the end of the film, I guess I don't want to spoil too oh, much yeah. here, but you know, by the end it's like she still doesn't necessarily fully embrace it and it's really sad it's as a result. It's so sad. And, and feels super formative for a lot of other films. Um, that oh came God, yeah. After one that I just watched recently. Have you seen In the Bedroom? Oh, uh, years ago. I saw it when when it first came out, and uh, I need to rewatch it. You know, I, I, yeah, I, um, I thought it was stunning. Um, the whole thing, but I, I think it's, I think this one that will benefit from some time. Yeah. Like, uh, if if you haven't seen it for a while, um, just Sissy Spacek is just oh God, is amazing. I love she her is, so much. Blows me away. Like, um. She's like this music teacher in it, and she she's directing these like crazy like Scandinavian songs <laughs> or something. And the whole score is just really strange like that and, and idiosyncratic. But um, yeah, it's a hard one to talk about because something happens oh, early yeah. on that it's really a... shifts the entire family mm-hmm. dynamic. But the whole rest of the film is just about sort of dealing with this grief. And there's that T word again, trauma. Um, and <laughs> Easy, Jamie Lee. This... Like <laughs> I know. <laughs> trauma. Exactly. Trauma. Again, I, I don't maybe it's just the another pandemic one that was stronger in the I mean, it plays stronger in the pandemic. But I just I watched it a few days ago and I was like, I am blown away by this because I had seen Little Children. The other. Oh, one that's a good one. I like that one, movie, but yeah. it's a good one. It's it's a little pulpy, you know, a little oh, yeah. kind of soapy like uh, whereas I think in the bedroom is a little more of a human drama, like right. not as sort of sensationalist. Mm-hmm. Um which I have nothing wrong with sensationalism, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I still watch Ryan Murphy shit sometimes. Just but, you know. wait until you see what we're doing this month. We definitely don't have any problem oh, with that. Oh, just you wait. <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> home for the Holidays, directed by Jodie Foster. That's a great one. Oh, my God. Have I have one? never seen it all the way through. But, yeah, Home for the Holidays is really charming. Uh, takes place over Thanksgiving, so it's another good Thanksgiving one. It, kind of comedy, drama, um, Holly Hunter. It's great. Um, one I already mentioned, but the ice storm is great. Oh yeah, it's um, great really movie. affecting and devastating. Kevin Klein, you know, uh, Joan Allen, she's amazing. Sigourney mm. Weaver, like actually Sigourney Weaver not this time. Gina Davis, and okay, uh, <laughs> not Gina Davis. <laughs> um, Christina Ricci, Elijah Wood, uh, the kid from Halloween H two O, who I've already forgotten his name. Oh, the, uh, Adam Hand uh, Hand Handberg. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, handmade in USA. Yep. That's yeah. what, what I'm going to okay. call it. Um, <laughs> that works. 
we'll go with that. Yeah, it's it's a it just punches you in the feels by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some great like seventies vibes, and uh, they go to a key party at one point. It's oh, like a big I plot know, point. I love it's it. wonderful. It's great. It's really great. Um, oh, um, yeah, there's, there's so many. That's the thing I could go on like all day. I mean, this is a Christmas movie. I don't know if I want to like, but yeah. yeah, the ref. I love the ref. Oh, the ref. That is a great movie. <gasps> the ref. Oh man, we might we need to consider that one as a camp pick for December. It's so good. It's yeah. Kevin Spacey, Judy Davis, and Dennis Leary. Leary, yeah. And yeah. they're this couple who are having these problems and they're coming home for Christmas and they are carjacked by this guy who holds them hostage, but then it becomes pretty obvious that he picked the wrong guy couple because they're just constantly like bickering and fighting and then their family comes in for christmas and they have to pretend like he's like their marriage counselor or psychiatrist or something it's really funny and it makes me laugh so hard and i I have to watch it great because it's another one of those movies where the the family was already super dysfunctional yeah. before he came in, and then he ends up being actually kind of a good thing yeah. for them by the end of he it. Heals it's, them. It's, great. it's actually very <laughs> uplifting, surprisingly. It's he's a therapist. Up- yeah, it's, it's a, that's a good one. Magnolia, which I like. Oh. I don't, I'm not as in love with. Um, Julianne Moore at the pharmacy. Julianne Moore. That's one of my favorite yes. scenes ever. Yes. When it starts raining frogs, I'm like, I don't really know what's I going don't on here, understand okay. the ending. Can someone ex- ex- <laughs> yeah. explain why that was a good idea? Because I don't get it. Yeah. I still don't get it. Yeah. I, so I guess spoiler there, but sorry. But I it's mean, been out for spoiler, years, but folks. like, is it really a spoiler? Because it's, it's not like it makes any yeah, sense. It doesn't really play <laughs> into the plot at all. So basically, stop the movie when there's like five minutes left and you're good. Yeah. I run really hot and cold on Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Like, he's one of the ones that I'm like, I... Like I appreciate, like I respect, but sometimes I'm like, just just take a step back. But yeah, Magnolia is it's 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 really good. Um, yeah. it's one that I need to revisit again. Um, a Virgin Suicide. Oh yeah, that's true, a good one too. true. Another good one. Um, oh, ninety nine, man. Like a lot of flowers in the movies. attic. Obviously, oh, I mean yeah. that's like horror ish, but it's still kind of <laughs> yeah, mostly like yeah, a drama. Jason, yeah. But it's like you know, yeah, yeah, it's a lot it's of dis- yeah. dysfunctional family dynamics in oh, there oh boy is it yes <laughs> even though some of some of it's implied but yeah. you still you, you know what's happening oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's it <laughs> those kids just yeah, can't it's... keep their hands to themselves yeah yeah but what else are you oh, gonna man. do in an attic you know you're gonna fuck your brother i don't yeah. know <laughs> right i mean apparently <laughs> if i've learned anything from that movie. at least in in that universe anyway yeah I, you know man adam's family values of oh, course come on um the sort of epitome of but weirdly weirdly enough are they dysfunctional really because they do seem to love each you other know, a lot i don't think they were dysfunctional until uh she shows debbie, up right yeah. until um debbie, debbie shows yeah. up and just fucks what about everything debbie? up god yeah because she pulls fester away from them mm. and yeah it's it's uh that's a great goddamn so good uh, um pastels mm. god, so sad pastels, <laughs> debbie, pastels. all that i can forgive pastels god. oh man so good <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire, you know. Mrs. Doubtfire um, is like very much a dysfunctional family film. It, it is. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it last yeah. last week. <laughs> yeah. just, just the whole just, time, just a little bit. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you peed on my blagonias. <laughs> <laughs> the goddamn San Diego Zoo. <laughs> We're just gonna do the podcast from now on as Sally Field, as Field. Miranda Hillard, oh, just God. the yeah. entire time. I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. Um, I think that's most of the really great yeah. ones. I mean, Little Miss Sunshine. That's uh, a good one. Yeah, that's good. That's um, a good one. 
Yeah. It's one that's been talked about enough, but it's mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 for a while, it became like that movie that like all it was like oh the cool indie movie oh, that everybody God. has to see, and then I was just like I'm over it. <laughs> Sorry. Do you remember when every indie film had a poster where the color scheme was just bright orange yellow. and yellow? Yeah. Because yes, that's yes. how you mm-hmm. knew it was mm-hmm. an indie movie. It's like well, it's yellow. Yeah. It must be this quirky indie movie yep. from Sundance. Yep. And the two movies that really did that were like Little Miss Sunshine and Juno. Mm-hmm. Like those are the ones everybody else had to like emulate. Yep. And they were never as good. No. So it was no. like, I don't, because you're not Di- Diablo Cody because nobody not. is. You are not. Oh my God. Sir or ma'am. Oh you are not. Does, uh, oh my God. Why am I blanking? 2011, the, um, the Charlize Theron movie that she did. Uh, young Adult? Uh, uh, young Adult. Does that kind of count? Like, well, I mean, I guess. But I mean, there's only like really like yeah. one scene with her family. That's true. But it's That's obvious true. they are a little dysfunctional. Yeah. That movie is yeah. fucking brilliant. I am obsessed with it's that movie. So good. I'm obsessed. It is so good. And nobody understands this movie. It's such a mean movie. It's just perfect. It's so mean. It is a mean it's so movie, mean. but so good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. But truthful. like she gets her like kind of come up and yeah. you know, she she tries to manipulate these situations and it, it does not work. go her way for the most part. And yeah. I just love at the end where it's like you really do think that she's kind of gonna change a bit and yeah, then at the yeah. end she just, <laughs> she says that thing to that poor that poor girl <laughs> yes. and she yes. and, and she's like take me with you and she's just like you're good here <laughs> and then she just leaves yeah, you, you... <laughs> <laughs> because that is what a person like that would actually say and it's so true. i'm sorry if it's not uplifting enough but it's truthful and that's good enough for me yeah it's morally ambiguous but <laughs> so are a lot of people in real life so it's great because you really it's... think she's gonna be like sure hop in the back <laughs> No. person i don't fucking know like no. you stay you stay here you're honey you'll be fine you're, you're good and, and of course uh united states of Terra. if you want a tv oh, series folks like that's just perfect yeah. binge viewing mm-hmm. yeah it's like 36 episodes or something and it's it is amazing oh. it's so good i mean the third episode i mean the third season is a little iffy but everything up to that's fantastic mm-hmm. and marshall gregson is like my my role model <laughs> it, it, it's so good that's a good bunch of films there yes we on i would like to watch all of those um, right now all of them so good. Uh, during this month. Yes. It's great. Yeah. It's Oh, Kramer versus Kramer too. Oh, I mean, there's yeah. That yeah. Um yeah. Uh, there's so many, so many, so many. Um and one that we might be covering for our camp pick, and I won't tell you what that is, but we didn't say it yet. So. We are sworn to secrecy. Okay, well as always, you know, you want us to talk about something, you can email us. Maybe we'll take it or not. Mm. Um <laughs> we'll take it, all right. Yeah, I mean, anyway. Uh <laughs> what else do we gotta do? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> We'll take what you give us, kid. We'll I'll take what and we'll like it. <laughs> much like this presidential election. <laughs> Pretty much. Just what are we gonna do? All you can do is just yeah. go out and go out go out and vote. Not that it's gonna help you now yeah. because it's the the day of all it's the day although, of the election, yeah. If, yeah. if if this airs early enough, maybe yep. they'll listen mm-hmm. to this in the morning and go out and vote. I don't know. Maybe possibly right i mean and maybe it'll make a difference because just to remind people hillary lost three states by like less than one percent that would have made her president so go vote you can make a difference i I don't i don't think that's a real song but i just made it up so there you go yeah it's the Uh, yeah yeah. this is our like just give a kidney (laughs) to a father or a son Elvis now I'm picturing Cindy Lauper. Uh, just, just. I'm one hang, of the drunk ones hanging out in the background. <laughs> oh God! Go watch Thirty Rock. Yeah, everyone. it's great. It's a good time. Oh, it's a good time. 
a good time. We gave you lots of recommendations here we did. on this episode. We sure did. Yeah. Um, because sometimes maybe you're a little burnt out in horror. I don't know. Yeah. It happens every once in a while, you know? A- every um, now and then. Like, yeah. we love horror, but every once in a while, you yeah. know? Um, so maybe you need something that's a little outside the box. Exactly. And we recommend these choices, mm-hmm. though. They're great. But we have a horror movie to talk about today. Yay. Uh, it's great. I'm not going to say much to set the scene because y'all know. Y'all were alive, hopefully. Maybe some of you weren't. Well, I don't um, know. I don't... Actually, I, actually, I was I not. I wasn't either, so I don't know what the fuck we're <laughs> like, talking I... about. Uh, what are we talking <laughs> uh, about? Uh, so we've gone insane, in case you haven't we've, Yeah, <laughs> we've lost our minds. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A Cenobite has replaced me. And... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I was not alive in oh, 87. Man. I, I no, sometimes wish I was, I, maybe, but I don't know. I know. At least we get to say we were alive in the 80s. That's like, true. Barely, but, we um, barely got yeah, it. Because I'm 88 and you're 89, right? Yes. Yes, yes. So, yes. we Yes, we were barely. Yeah. Babies. So, we got like a little tinge of it in there. Oh, man. Okay. But, yeah. Hellraiser. Uh, uh, written and directed by Clyde Barker, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, queer filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He, of course, wrote the novella the hellbound heart that this is based off of the original title was a uh, working title was sadomasochist from beyond the grave god damn <laughs> oh, what a mouthful i mean i would have gone to see that but that i would have seen it it just sounds second, trashy but, as um, fuck <laughs> it sounds great <laughs> sadomasochist. i spit on your sadomasochist. sadomasochist from beyond the grave that's a great it's title. Like a space movie it or does. something. Yeah. Mary Warnov is in Sadomasochist. <laughs> Sadomasochist. From Beyond the Grave. Yes. Jeffrey Lewis is a Sadomasochist <laughs> from Beyond the Grave. <laughs> Betty Davis. <laughs> Sorry. Sadomasochist from Beyond the Grave. <laughs> But you, but you are in that grave. You, you are, are a sadomasochist. You are Blanche. <laughs> Blanche. Yeah. We oh just got God. the over fifty crowd. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anybody oh watch uh, TCM? Anybody? 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 Nobody. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> going once. Going twice. Uh, so. Salt of the salt of the Cenobite in the back there. Yeah. Ann Miller. Ann Miller. <laughs> I don't know. Ann. Mickey Rooney. Anybody? Anybody? Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Judy Garner. Anybody? Oh. Judy Rooney. Judy Rooney. Oh man. Oh. Oh, I would see that movie so quickly. Um, of course, New World Pictures, you know, made this movie. God, I love they're, them. They're so great. So grimy. So gross. So great. Uh, that um. is a weird. Every single movie that they have made, I guess they all shot like on the same. Film stock because it ha- they all have yeah. that weird grainy texture. Mm-hmm, like it mm-hmm. it, it yes, it's, it's not that they look cheap necessarily, but it's like it's a no. weird vibe that they all have. It is in this movie especially mm-hmm. because it's this weird combination of like over the top gothic kind of classy quote unquote yeah. that kind of vibe with this really sleazy grimy mm-hmm. sexy uh, s- like fluid semen everywhere you know it's, it's a just lot of goo, blood and, a lot of goo there's and it's a goopy movie it's like yeah. ky central it is just it is it at is. some point everybody's drenched in some kind of goop it's it's a very goopy movie yeah very somatic and visceral mm-hmm. and erotic of course mm-hmm. um and I, I guess originally had an x rating and then they had to go back and cut it and we still i still haven't seen like a cut that it has like all that shit back in though like it's been I, like 30 years like put it back i in. was told that the one scene that got a lot of the cuts was the first murder, I think, with the hammer. 
And I think that she was sense. supposed to yeah. hit him like five or six times and they had to cut it to like once mm-hmm. or twice, I think. But yeah. apparently Clive Barker actually thought it was more effective with just the two hits. So he was like, actually, ah. that wasn't a bad cut. Let's just keep it that way. So maybe that's why okay. it's okay. N- never maybe, come maybe. out. But the scene at the end where um, Frank disguised as Larry when his head explodes, you can see that uncut mm-hmm. in Hellbound, I think. And I heard they, they filmed the the beginning with Frank getting actually torn apart. Um, apparently that was filmed. Oh, wow. Too, I, but, I didn't even know, I know that. Yeah, I mean, not much else. I mean, you know, it, it grossed $14.6 million against a $1 million budget, which is pretty good. pretty good. They did that weird thing where, like, it was filmed in England, but then they decided to relocate it to the, <laughs> the United States, so they had to overdub a lot of the British accents, yeah. except for Julia's, you know, of it's course. It's a little but, weird. Uh, yeah, I've never understood yeah. the logic behind that. Like, oh, the teenagers no. at the mall, they're not going to want to see some British movie. They're going to want to see an American movie. Right. Like, All the scenery oh. looks like it's in Britain. I'm, like, Yeah, on, it's, who are they kidding? I mean, come on. Yeah. It's a British movie. That house is just like so. It's like the British, British style. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's not much else to say. It's 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 such an iconic franchise mm-hmm. that hopefully you know something about it, folks. You know, it's it has developed this huge cult following and all these sequels and spinoffs and everything else. You know, it's 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 a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Any like quick general thoughts here? I mean, I I always forget how much I love this movie. It's just like one of those I don't really, th- I don't think about it that often. But mm-hmm. when I do, I just kind of smile and I think, oh, Hellraiser. Yeah, I, I, I kind of love it's that movie. Really, <laughs> it's really simple. Yeah. You know, um, it's it, it's not like you would expect something to be a little more maybe because the series got so convoluted yeah. as it yeah. went. But this first film is very straightforward. Um, it breezes by very quickly. It's kind of just this dark fairy tale slash mm-hmm. family drama. Exactly. You know? it's, Everybody um, seems to forget that, that this really did start mm-hmm. out as just a very simplistic film about a very, yeah. very dis- dysfunctional family. I mean, yeah. it's basically, so um, Frank is this, is this guy who is uh, obsessed with, uh, with trying to find new sexual pleasures and things of that sort. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I yeah. assume someone said, hey, there's this puzzle box that when you open it, you uh, you get all these unknown pleasures of the flesh and stuff. So he he finds yeah. this, and I, I assume some kind of, like, I don't know, like, Indian flea market? I don't know where the first I, scene <sighs> takes place. It's it's a monkey's paw thing, yeah. right? Yeah, you get this this device from uh, some foreign distributor or yeah. something, and and then you get more than you bargained for. Mm-hmm. You know, and boy, does he? It's, yeah, because it's 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 kind of like a really fancy, shiny Rubik's cube, and when exactly very yeah easy, exactly, like, yeah. and when when mm-hmm. you press the right button or you hit the right combination, it starts to open up and and change shape and stuff and ev- eventually i guess if you hit the right button it uh unlocks this thing where these hooks like fl- fly out and impale you and like you know. yeah and, and like it, it seems like it took him maybe a little bit to solve it Probably. but later in the movie they solve it in like two seconds yeah, yeah kirsty whatever but it, yeah that's always the thing with that box mm-hmm. it's like why is it so fucking easy to solve yeah. i crazy. guess because they, they want you to they want probably like they want some I souls know, i guess um, right i i assume yeah yeah, and they I like how later they describe themselves as, like, angels to some people and demons to others. Mm-hmm. So it kind of implies that, like, some people actually like being, like, torn apart for yeah. centuries or something, you know? Um, he doesn't. It's more than he bargained for, yeah. but uh, some people seem to really He it. thought he um, was so kinky. 
And then once he gets yeah. the ultimate yeah. kink, he's like, nope, not for me. Whoopsie doopsie. Nope. Where'd my too much. Too where'd much. my skin go? And uh, <laughs> he's like, I don't he's know if I have awful. time for this. Like he is an awful human being. Like I, I, yeah. I don't know that I've seen this level of. He's a shit. Just terrible. Yeah, he's horrible. He's just terrible. Um, and it, he's he's very hot, but like other than that, he like really um, is, yeah. char- like charming, mm-hmm. but like he's just a terrible human being. Like he, awful. he doesn't give a shit about anyone um, but himself, mm-hmm. including his brother. No. Uh, you know, later on we get some like fratricide. Oh yeah. Uh, it's and he wants to like basically rape his niece, mm-hmm. and it's just like he, he, terrible human being. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. but he also wants um, to rape his niece in her father's skin, which is so fucking twisted, yeah, and I love so it. Fucked up. <laughs> it's so, yeah. Like oh that is a like. When you said fairy tale, like that kind mm-hmm. of has that weird, like Grimm's kind of style. Yeah. Like it seems little like red, something. Yeah, kind of it's thing. so yeah. icky yeah. and uh, and just creepy. But yeah, so yeah. like this guy went looking for the pleasure, and what he found were the Cenobites who tore him apart and took him t- straight to hell, where he's just being, I yeah. guess, tortured. And so his brother Larry and his wife Julia move into his house. And, of course, it's a huge dump because the guy was a bachelor and probably on drugs and all kinds of things, you know. And uh, they fix it up. And then one day they're trying to move in and Larry cuts his hand on a rusty nail and goes up into the at- rusty attic. Rusty nail. Sorry. Grand <laughs> <laughs> That's a throwback to our uh, Joyride episode. And the blood drops onto the attic floor and is apparently sucked yeah. in where I don't I, I'm not sure how this all works, but somehow his blood drops on the floor and is like sucked into some sort of weird like heart of Frank that's like underneath the floorboard or something. I don't know. It's never really quite yeah, sure really how it, it works. Um, and maybe it's because they're related. Maybe. That's why it works. I don't. But then later on in other sequels, I don't think that's as much of a thing. No. I don't, no. Anyway. Um, no. And so the blood reanimates Frank back to, to life. But he's like this gooey monster who can't even like really walk yet. He's like crawling uh, yeah. and stuff. The the like practical effects oh of that. God. Just his body reforming are It is amazing. unbelievable. So it is so yeah. cool. And I'm still like, how did they do that? And it's, it's there's so no cool. like computer, slowly, but yeah. what we've we've also learned is that Larry has a daughter named Kirsty, and she and Julia mm-hmm. don't really see eye to eye, and we're we're we're, no. we're we're never really sure quite why, but there's just some there's some tension there. There's tension there, yeah. And uh, yeah. we also discover in this really great fla- flashback scene that J- Julia and, mm-hmm. and Frank had a little thing right before mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. was going to marry Larry. And he came to the house yeah. in the rain. It's like it's very porny, and I love it. It is. And she, yeah, hey baby, I'm all wet. Opens the door, and she's like, "Oh, hello, you're you're Frank. Hello." And, yes. And yeah. he's like, "Let me in. Don't you want to fuck and stuff?" Yeah. And he's like, "Why do you want to marry my brother? Like he's a loser. Let me fuck you." And yeah. uh, and so she yeah, gives she, in. He, yeah, he plays on like her. Yeah, he plays on her clearly repressed sort yeah. of sexuality. That she's very school he, mom. That she's pro- Exactly. Yeah, she's probably just marrying this guy because you know it's gonna give her a better mm-hmm. life. Um, but she hasn't really had a good fuck in her no. life, it seems like. And here comes Frank, and, and he, he gives has, her one. He gives it to her. Yeah, it's a pretty good <laughs> Boy, fuck. Does he. It's a great scene, and the music. Um, I mean, Christopher Young's music in this movie oh, is so out good. of this world. Yeah. It is gorgeous mm-hmm. and gothic and lush, 
And I think yeah. it kind of ele- it really elevates it a lot from just you know just being it this. It does. Typical yeah. If you 80s. didn't have the score, I don't think it would be quite as. Yeah. Well, effective. apparently yeah. Clive Barker was trying to get this group to do the music, and it 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 was a much more mm-hmm. kind of synthy kind of sound. And of course, this was '87, so right. that wasn't really unusual. And I've heard yeah. some of the cues that they composed for the film. I think it was a band called Coil. And you mm-hmm. can find the cues on YouTube, and it's a very different sound, and it would have changed it very, very much. But the mm-hmm. way it, it is now, it becomes this, like, lush, romantic, almost, scene where it's the, these flashbacks, yeah. and she's kind of trying to relive them, and she's, like, it's just a great scene. I, it, it might be my favorite scene in the movie, because it's just this cool yeah. kind of cut from the past to the present and there's all this stuff going on it's just re really great yeah hellraiser stood out because it was by by the late 80s horror had become so kind of campy mm-hmm. in general and it was almost a parody of itself which is why scream was able to then come along and actually be a quote-unquote half parody yeah. but this kind of stood out as being this really serious earnest gothic as fuck mm-hmm. like sinister example and i think that's why it has a big part of why it has this cult following along with all the weird S&M stuff, oh, yeah. um, which is kind of downplayed in this one. Like it's yeah. still there, but you don't, it's not as like in your face as in the sequels. Anyway. No, um, I did hear that in the flashbacks, Frank was supposed to um, spank Julia a few times mm-hmm. on the butt mm-hmm. and they had to take that out because of the MPAA because you know, they're prudes and because uh, yeah. I yeah. think Clive, yeah. Parker said that he was allowed apparently two consecutive buttocks hits and that was it or else it would be rated X. I'm uh, like, who makes up these rules? <laughs> like, it's so stupid. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. three would just be too much. I mean, I can't. That'd be too much. Well, <laughs> two I could handle, but America can't handle three, you know. How many butt hits can y'all handle? That's that's the question yeah. of the week. Lunchtime poll. How many butt hits can you handle? handle yeah in your film. because nancy reagan would only you know do two no. but if you're gonna do three that's too yeah. much you know it's too just much. say no it's to the butt the, the, just say no the gipper only gets two <laughs> on, the, on the butt you know <laughs> and him and his jelly beans oh, and his God. sexual things oh. anyway what does he do with those jelly beans what does he do with those yeah but yeah it does sort of um explain a little bit why this series has such a queer following mm-hmm. outside of the fact that of course you know um he himself is queer but like uh just the willingness to experiment with these weird kind of sexual acts mm-hmm. and that you just especially in the 80s you don't God see this no. like in a mainstream mainstream film mm-hmm. like this um although this didn't necessarily start out being mainstream but it definitely became mainstream oh, yeah. very quickly and yeah. i guess it opened wide anyway so it, oh I, I, boy um, did it. it opened real wide <laughs> <laughs> or real wide yeah but yeah. but yeah so um so frank is sort of reanimated and at night julia like hears a creepy sound in the attic and she's like what is that and she goes mm-hmm. up there and frank pops out and she's like who are you? are you what are you cuz he still looks like a big old goopy yeah. you know thing and he mm-hmm. and he's like, it's me, Frank. And she's like, what? And he basically tells her, like, so I can return to the way I was if you just go out and uh, kill a bunch of people and let me feast on them. And uh, one by one, I'll start to look more like a person again. And she's like, great idea. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is where it becomes Little Shop of Horrors, much, essentially. You know, much. it's like, feed me, Julia. Feed me all night she's long. Like, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I'll because then it. you can like bang me again, and I'm like, girl, just get yourself right. a dildo. Like, just it's not. I, come on, girl. I mean, yeah, come on. This 
Like, how and good was he? C- Shit. Like, he must have been really good. Yeah, yeah apparently pretty great. Damn, yeah. Girl. Although, I guess Seymour does not bang the plant. But wouldn't that have been well, interesting? Well, <laughs> I hear in the next revival. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the off-off Broadway. Yeah, they're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my god. I've got a concept. I think this movie's really trying to say, play the field, girls. You know, don't because mm-hmm. yeah, I really don't settle, like. Dude. I think we all know Larry's probably pretty lousy in the sack. Like he just kind of seems oh, like well, he would yeah. just kind of just like have like two, two or three thrusts, and then he's just totally done. And yeah. so for Frank is probably a lot better than him, but. I feel mm-hmm. like if she'd maybe played the field a bit more, maybe she would have been like, you know what, Frank, you you were good, but you're not really good enough to kill for her. So I don't yeah. really think frankly, I'm do Frank. yeah. <laughs> frankly, Frank, frankly, uh, Frank, I can do better. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the empowering I- ending of my version of the remake. If I were ever to do it, yeah, she says you weren't that oh, good. It, it, Your dick's not that great. You were in the <laughs> in the the step. The, um, uh, oh, oh my gosh. My brain just does not work anymore. Stepford um, Wives? The Stepford Wives. Yeah, the Stepford Wives remake mm. where she's like, I can oh, do that show? better. Yeah, that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's> a, <laughs> just go on that show, Julia. You'll be fine. But it's true. I, I really think if she yeah. just maybe had a little bit more expertise, I think she would realize yeah. that, honestly, most people are pretty mediocre at sex. So yeah. you just kind of mm-hmm. got to find the few that are actually good. And yeah. uh, and and there's always more than just one owl out there. So just you know, go be a slut girl and uh, enjoy. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty of fish in the exactly. sea. Exactly. Yeah, but then you know, Christy starts Kirsty. Kirsty, oh, yeah. not sorry, Christy, Kirsty, Kirsty. Um, she starts having these like crazy ass dreams with like beds and feathers and blood. Oh, I love and, those. Uh, those are so fun. Bed knobs and blood stick or <laughs> something. I don't. It's it's. <laughs> Yeah, like you said, um, Julia starts going to these bars incognito. Oh, it's so I great. I love her outfit. I love so it. Great. And her hair is like teased to perfection. It's just like she's an 80s she goddess. Looked, that's what's Ugh. interesting. It's very androgynous. Yeah. It's not like a typical feminine kind of look. It's very kind of David Bowie I was Bowie just about almost. to say, yeah. Those, yeah, yeah. She's got those big star earrings oh. that really makes it Bowie-esque it's too. So it's so good. It's I love her look. It's so I good. love her look so much. and. And yeah. she just drags these guys home and it's like, hey, come in for a drink. Mm-hmm. My 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 husband's yeah. not at home and they're too happy to oblige. And she takes them up to the attic and takes out a hammer and hits them in the head and then yeah. says, hey, Frank, bludgeons them to death. <laughs> come on. And it's lunchtime. Yeah. Typical. The woman does all the work and then he just gets to walk over there and put his hand what in him or whatever. Fuck? It's like, come, come on, on, Frank. Come on. And so slowly but surely, you know, he does start to get some more muscle tissue and he starts to look more like a person of sorts. But he's still just kind of a weird skinless creeper. At at one point, he lights a cigarette and is like, I can taste that again. So his nerves and his taste buds are calming back. So it's starting to work, you know? Yeah. And it's it's kind of noteworthy that it, he waits for like three deaths mm-hmm. to then explain to her like why yeah. he's doing this. Even. I'm like, Julia, girl, you need to ask some more questions before you commit to this. Yeah. <laughs> this seems like a big endeavor like, to damn. be committed to. I mean, how good was the sex, really? That is what I need to know. Yeah. I mean, this had to have been <laughs> mind-blowing because... Oh I mean, gosh. I've had some good sex in my life, but never enough to want to kill for it, you know? Uh, no. Like, no. I'll take someone out yeah. to eat, but I'm not going to bring them someone to eat. Like, I don't, like, that's not <laughs> exactly. ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, and so she keeps doing this, and eventually Kirsty stops by, and she sees this guy walking mm-hmm. into the house that is not her dad, and she's like, that whore, what is she doing, you know? Like, she is cheating yep. on my dad. And so she walks in there and she does not get what she 
expected because she sees a corpse coming out to grab her that's like help me uh-huh. and she's like oh shit yeah. and then frank comes out and 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 it's like it's just me it's your uncle frank and she's like okay get the fuck off of me and chases her into the attic and she grabs the um the puzzle box and it's like oh so this mm-hmm. is what you want huh well then you can fucking have it and she throws it out the window <laughs> throws out the and window. runs yeah. out and grabs it and then she kind of like passes out on the street be- because of shock and uh and yeah. wakes up in a hospital yeah you get that weird uh flower blooming yeah. imagery when she wakes up i don't know what that's about but i don't know her sexual awakening Maybe. or something like she just saw shit that she like just, oh this is she, because she so. has a boyfriend in this but he's so extraneous he does he's such a dweeb nothing. he's like a total dweeb yeah. and he has that shirt on that's basically a rubik's cube did you notice that no. like at the end it's like he has the like the like colors squares and i'm like you look like you're wearing a rubik's oh my cube God. anyway but yeah, then she has the the box still yeah. with her, and again she solves it in like two mm-hmm. seconds, and opens up the realm, the portal to the hell dimension. Yeah, it's like the wall she just like gonna o- explore. opens up, and she goes in. Exactly. And there's this creepy little creep monster creature that's like, "I'm gonna eat you!" And she has to run yeah. back out, and then she yeah. gets back in in into the room, and then all of a sudden these people just show up. These weird people mm-hmm. who have like piercings and weird deformities and they're all like wearing black leather and they're all like the gays are yes. here <laughs> party started fire island finally and, uh, and yes this is when the party really starts because they're like okay so you you yeah. open this box that's why we're here so she's like but i i really like i didn't intend to i got this from this guy named frank and they're like frank mm-hmm. well he escaped that's from us so we're gonna need you to to bring him to us and then we'll just let you go very reasonable people the cinnabites really well yeah they don't they don't totally agree to it mm-hmm. but they're kind of like we'll see yeah. you know that seems maybe yeah. like we'll do that it's um, like, nothing is written in blood mm-hmm. or anything they uh they don't make any sort of bond there i do like the one cinnabite who like basically sticks his fingers down her oh it's so gross i'm like where have those been where have they been and he yeah. and then and you know, uh, okay, okay, so yeah, yeah. quick aside too, they're like, uh, just like, uh, this is like late 80s. Mm-hmm. So this is like, you know, AIDS epidemic. Yeah. And so again, I think this film was very subversive in that regard too, that like sex was so repressed mm-hmm. by this period because of the AIDS yep. epidemic that this really was like in your face sex, mm-hmm. like, and that people were not expecting. Exactly. Um, and the, the reviews are actually not terrible. The reviews are kind of decent. Um, And I think it... it got better and better as it went right. but it's just it's just really interesting that um i think people were kind of ready for something like this after years of reagan repression and ignoring the aids epidemic and everything it's else and sex is a gross dirty thing definitely you know? odd that i think a lot of the people that really hate this movie tend to be very conservative because they're just like this mm-hmm, is too true. much sex it's just yeah. too it's just too bizarre you know yeah too and much, uh, too and much. see that's what i love about it is that it just goes yeah, there. Yeah, that's the appeal. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Like I haven't really like I can't yeah. say I've seen anything like it. No, no. And uh, no. yeah, so he's like, so if you lie to us, we're gonna tear your soul up apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, very I- iconic line. And she's yeah. like, don't worry, I'm gonna lead you to him. Well, in the meantime, Julia is like, look, we got to get this show on the road because now Kirsty knows this yeah. is not gonna end well. So they kill Larry. And dress up in his skin. So now Frank looks like Kirsty's 
father. And so she gets there and she's like, Daddy, oh, I thought Frank was going to kill you. And then he shows shows her the corpse of what she believes is Frank and is like, oh, no, don't yeah. worry. We killed him. It's fine. He's not going to hurt you. But then he starts acting weird. And she's like, uh, okay, I think I'm going to leave. And... Uh, I don't think you're my daddy. You're not my daddy. And uh, mm-hmm. and so it becomes pretty obvious that this is Frank dressed up in Larry's skin. And Julia tries to restrain her. And, yeah. and Frank comes towards her with the knife. But then she moves and impales Julia and kills her. And is not really remorseful about it. Fuck. It's just kind of like, well, well who like, cares? Well, I mean, yeah, you she... got me what I needed. I guess you're good now. Julia is such poor Julia. I don't know. I mean, yeah, she's a terrible person, but she's also kind of a tragic. I feel figure, bad. For you know, her. she just wanted a fuck. I feel and so she bad. She gets a revenge in in part that two. That is the which is why part two is best part great, about part yeah. two is that she come she comes back and looks like a million bucks yeah. and gets this delicious Ugh. revenge and it's so good. It's great. Uh, it's, it's so, so good. good. <laughs> and uh, so now Kirsty's on the run and she goes to the attic and uh, and she's yeah. trying tr- tr- trying to hide and stuff. It's it's a nice little sort of cat catten mouse thing and then the Cenobites show up and they're like bitch we found you you need to stop trying to run and hide we're gonna take your soul and that's that and they stick their hooks into Frank and tear him apart and it's all like his face is all stretched out with the hooks it's so so gross yeah there's that weird thing where like they can't grab him right away Mm -hmm. they have to wait until he confesses to killing his brother Mm -hmm. so it's almost like he's being punished for that but i think it also just kind of reveals that he is it's like they couldn't tell it was him because he was wearing the skin of the brother and it's like but it's obviously him you know could you not tell but yeah it was just kind of it's a very fairy tale moment it is yeah it's like someone has to make some statement for to get come up exactly it's it's, It's so great and so Um, they hook it's great they hook him up and literally like split him in half then Kirsty walks out but the Cenobites don't really they're not really forgiving her like they're like okay um you're gonna come with us and she's like no no thank you and they keep trying to get her and at some point Julia is dead on a mattress I'm not sure who put her there or who um yeah and she's holding the box ripped off her face I don't know why she has no face anymore also isn't it doesn't Kirsty like at one point run and like a a closet door opens and like a statue of Jesus just like falls out (laughs) It's so weird. It's a and funny. really good jump scare act. Actually, it's really it well timed. Yeah. I love that there's a, and a as Frank Jesus is, jump yeah. scare in this. I, I love that. It's yeah, that, I, that's what I like, like, ah! And as Frank is dying, he's like Jesus wept. Oh, it's so like, good. Okay. I love that drama I queen. Love it. I'm like, did you go to theater school? Perhaps did you go to? Theater? I bet probably. he did. He, he probably fucked like everybody in the program. He was just oh, all, probably all man, woman, oh, yeah. Cinnabite, goat. I don't know. He probably did everything. Goat. Yeah, yeah he was oh. pansexual. <laughs> he's been fucking my pants. He probably did fuck a pan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the so she gets the box from Julia's cold dead hands and tries to mm-hmm. like send them back back to hell and it it does work. Yeah. It actually does work. Yeah, she realizes that oh hey, if I just reverse the the process mm-hmm. that I did earlier yeah. with this box, then it'll send them back. And it does, except for one little yeah. creature uh who like pops out at the end when her uh her boyfriend shows up to Apparently saved the day, but he doesn't really do anything because he's useless. Oh, he does And nothing. I kind of lo- lo- love that, though. He just, like, shows up and he does nothing. He's just such a he waste. He does nothing. No. It's, so, it's so pointless. And, and there's Pinhead. one point where I think he, like, he's trying to get the box from Kirsty, and she's like, don't touch me. Like, I know what I'm doing. It's just like, you're just ruining yeah, this. You're yeah. ruining it. <laughs> 
I think they probably broke up after this. Like, you don't see him in part two, you know, but I'm assuming uh, yeah. there wasn't, like, a reconciliation. There's probably, like, I don't think mm, this was a deep it was relationship. Not. Yeah, it was he not. Was... And so then they go to, like, this, like, trash heap to, like, throw the box away into a fire. Oh, and, uh, like, before Pinhead gets killed too he gets the of course the iconic line from the franchise yeah. right that we have such sights to, to show oh, it's you. so good yeah that's good and yeah. yeah so they go to this like trash heap and this like hobo guy who showed up b- before in like a pet store eating yeah. crickets for no reason he shows up and like gets the box and turns into like a dragon or something I'm, the ending's weird the ending's very weird it doesn't really make I'm any like, sense. Yeah, he this becomes guy? this wing skeletal dragon creature yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and then just flies I'm off. Like, who uh, is because he? why not at this point? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I don't know who this yeah. is or what his point is. It's never addressed no. in, the, in the sequels. No, so he never comes are, but... back. I don't understand no. his story. So, Clive, if you're listening, tell us what that's about because yeah. I'm fascinated. Maybe it's Clive himself as. I think some there. people thought it was Clive in disguise for a long yeah. time. Yeah. But it, apparently it's, it's huh. not. But. I don't know. And so then it sort of goes full circle and we see that now the box is back in the hands of the same person it was in originally. So maybe it's like someone who works for this person and they're like flying it back in dragon style. I don't know. It seems like it because the merchant then gets a hold of it again Mm -hmm. somehow and and then sells it to someone else. Selling it again. What's your pleasure, uh, sir? And then cut to black. What an experience. What a journey of a movie. It, it's just, it's got everything you could possibly want. There's family drama and intrigue and a great final girl, a lot of sex and hammerings to the head and creatures and goop. And it's just fun. Yeah. Good time. Grimy and mm-hmm. uh, sleazy in the best mm-hmm. way. And yeah, it's. I love it. Again, especially for kind of like a mainstream movie. Yeah. It's pretty fucking sleazy. Oh, and, totally. uh,. I, it, while still being like weirdly classy on top yeah. of that, it's it, it just it doesn't make sense. Like these things shouldn't go together, they but they do, and yeah. I think that's why it was so effective. I love um, it, yeah, because they they do kind of film this like it's this classy kind of you know drama, and <laughs> yeah, and the score is so like you said so, so over beautiful. the top and like yeah. um, beautiful and lush and I love yeah, it, but it, they, oh. it's yeah. Um, it's so good. I uh, highly recommend this to everybody. I'm sure most of great. you have seen like, it, but you know. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, if you haven't seen yeah. Hellraiser, what are you doing with I your know. life? You know, but go watch it. It's if you haven't, or maybe it's been a while. It's worth revisiting. There is a great box set that Arrow put out with the first three movies, which are really the only mm. three you need. I mean, if we're being honest, so yeah. A lot of yeah. good special features and stuff like that. The tran the yeah, if you don't buy that great. box set, it's kind of hard to find three. Like yeah. I have one and two, and then they released a set that has like four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. It was like one of those crappy dimension yeah. things. But yeah, it's hard to find three if yeah. you don't buy it with the three is weird because it 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 was produced by Dimension but put out by Paramount. So it's mm-hmm. like I think mm-hmm. like the the, the rights right must situation. be in like a weird mixed place right now. I don't know what's up with that. If you decide to dig into this franchise, folks, and you haven't before, I just beware of the fact that the mythology just is constantly shifting oh, yeah. and constantly like the only thing that really stays the same is Pinhead and the box, kind of. Mm. But even that like shifts, like what it does and what it can't do, and the history of it and everything. It's it's a very strange franchise. Um, uh, I'm interested to see what they do with this TV series that we I think talked about at some oh, point. Oh, is that still happening? Uh, I I kept thinking like I think because I heard. 
it was on and then Clive Barker was like, it's not going to happen. I don't want mm. it to. And okay. then it was off and so know. it might be back on again. I don't. Bring back Julia. Yeah, that's, that's what I want. What I want. Go ahead if you're going to remake <laughs> yeah. it, bring her back, make it the sort of like domestic drama again and actually remake this story. Claire Higgins, just oh, everything, man. She's so good in this. Just amazing. Nice. Did we dig up some overlooked gems this week? Well, Dario Argento's Phenomena. Because, oh yes, I don't know. I was just, yeah, the girl's school and I stuff, was yeah. in the mood for like an insect controlling girl's school student with yeah, a yeah, yeah. razor wielding chimpanzee subplot I, <laughs> yeah it's not suspiria it's uh <laughs> i'm not sure what it is but i know it's a rollicking good time i don't <laughs> it's a good time yeah yeah you have like um, the female villain daria like, nicolodi uh, with a yes, giant yeah, shard of glass who like de- decapitates mm-hmm. people it's fabulous mm-hmm. it's so good and it's just really fun it's like suspiria-esque but yeah not the, the yeah anyway. it's yeah. i mean there's like yeah. a private yeah. girl's school and that's pretty much it and there's some right that's about it. <laughs> murders and supernatural stuff but everything else is like really yeah. really different and weird so yeah i highly recommend that's yeah, it a, it's a strange it's one so but weird. It's, it's it's interesting because it's so weird yeah i got like kind of a newer one here that i liked and i kind of forgot about until somebody brought it up um they look like people i've heard it's that's a good. uh it's good it's kind of a body snatchers esque film very do-it-yourself uh what's it about you know it's suspecting that people around him are turning into evil creatures a troubled man questions rather whether to protect his only friend from an impending war or from himself uh again lots of body snatcher stuff like this guy thinks that everyone around him is being possessed or uh, controlled by some force like every body snatchers movie and it's got some good kind of paranoia thriller stuff kind of rosemary's baby stepford wives kind of ira levin vibes going on and um I just really like it, and it, the fact that it was made on, like, $2, it, it, it's extremely effective wow. for um, what it's trying to do, and I really recommend it a lot. I don't know how much else to say beyond that, but uh, really great performances. It's good. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, like we said, we got a, a big old slate of films for you this month, and I think folks are going to like yes. it. It's going to be a fun month. We have such um, sights to show you. Yeah. I feel like Pinhead right I now with too. nails jammed into my I head. Mean, I don't have the nails, <laughs> but I feel like they're in there. I don't know. It's weird. But you know what? I feel like this was a good episode. It so was fun. I hope people enjoy it. I think we had a good time. And we might have a new president tomorrow, which is oh my god. Crazy to think about oh, too. I hope we uh, have a brand new one. Please, brand new. Yeah. Please, dear Lord. We're just gonna since it's obvious we do have some witchy powers. We have the power. Let's just say we have the power. it's not gonna be Trump. It will not yeah, be Trump. Yeah. Uh it will not be Trump. It's not gonna um, be him. God willing. Please, dear God, god please. <laughs> And if it oh, turns man. out that it, that it is, which it it will not be, because we're putting mm-hmm. it out there, we're putting don't it out there. come at us when it turns don't out to not be true. Sometimes yeah, we are wrong. We did our best. We did we our tried. best. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the meantime, vote. Yes. Please. Again, uh, you can vote today if you haven't. Um, go find your local authorities, and uh, I don't know wherever you vote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in the meantime, as always, you can follow us on social media at uh, Homos on Haunted Hill on Instagram and on HOHH Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. Please be nice. Um, you can follow us on Letterboxd. Uh, you can friend us if you want. Whatever, you know. We're everywhere as always. Mm-hmm. Keep those topic of the week's question, question things coming. Um, get your 
BDSM on in mm-hmm. <laughs> UBU. Yeah. You know? yeah. Spank those butts. Wear that leather. Spank that. <laughs> Fist yeah. that prostitute. I don't know. As long as it's consensual, you do whatever the hell you want, you know? <laughs> Because you're an adult, and uh, hopefully, if you're listening to the oh, show, oh god, go I, to hope, bed I hope if you're not. not. <laughs> Whoopsie! Yeah. Go to bed, children. Gotta, yeah. huh. Okay. Well. Bye. Bye. <laughs>